Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, uh, you are welcome to church. We want to pray before we receive the word of God. And we want to pray for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The most important person we need for us to do well in life and in our walk is the Holy Spirit. So we want to pray. Everybody here, you want to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit. Whether you understand, whether you know or not, just ask God for His Spirit. As I preach, you will understand why you need the Holy Spirit. So lift up your hands and just ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit. Just ask God for His Spirit. Say, Lord, give me the Holy Spirit. Give me the Holy Spirit. Give me the Holy Spirit. Give me your spirit. Give me your spirit. In the name of Jesus, Lord, send us your spirit. Give us your spirit, Lord. Give us your spirit, Lord. Give us your spirit, O God. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands, let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Let your Spirit teach us, let your Spirit inform us, let your Spirit guide us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful, you may be seated. How many of you are happy to be in church today? Well, I'm happy to see all of you. Happy Easter. How was your Easter? How many went home? How many did not go home? How many neither went home or did not go home? <laughs> you were not sure where you were. But it's good to see you. Tell your neighbor it's good to see you. No, seriously, tell your neighbor it's good to see you. Wonderful. Wow. Well, Today I'm excited to be with you and to share the word of God with you. I want to just read something to you quickly. I'm talking about the tithe, alright? I've been talking about it for quite some time. Not, not some time, just three Sundays, two Sundays. Yeah, two Sundays I've been talking about the tithe. And the reason why I've been talking about the tithe is that how many of you are planning to be rich? If you are planning to be rich, lift your hand. How many of you are hoping to be rich? How many of you wish you were rich? Good. So then you are at the best service you can be at. Because I'm talking about wealth creation. Alright? How to create wealth. Now wealth it's not something that you get overnight. Stop believing in those stories that one day you will wake up 
and then um, what do you call it? You will just realize that your grandfather was Bill Gates. Do you see? And he has he has willed ten million dollars to how many of you think it will be very nice? I mean, just what's your name? Cynthia. So Cynthia, it will be very nice if suddenly you realize that ah, I'm Cynthia Gates. But my I was adopted. You know, my current parents adopted me or something, but now we have really found who my parents are. And my father is Dan Gote. Do you know Dan Gote? Yeah, Dan Gote. That's my father. See, when I say Bill Gates, you look at your skin, you say, okay, no, Pastor is far fetched. Now, Dan Gote, that's a black man. And he has given you $100 million. It doesn't happen. It's only in storybooks. It happens in fairy tales. When you read the fairy tales, oh, and then there was a young lady, then the prince came, and the prince climbed on the tower and married her. That's Cinderella, Snow White. Did you read those stories when you were growing up? Good. Uh-huh. But they are just fairy tales. It has only happened maybe once or twice. It happened to Princess Diana. The prince of Wales came to marry her. And then it also it has also happened to Megan Merkel. It will happen to you. It could. But it doesn't happen. Do you get it? Wealth is created. You create it. Hallelujah. And you create it by the things you do. And you create it over time. So I'm trying to kill that illusion in our heads that you can wake up tomorrow and you are a millionaire. You can't wake up tomorrow and you are a millionaire. You can't. Even those who win the lottery. Oh, Pastor, what if I hit the jackpot? It's possible you can hit the jackpot. But if you hit the jackpot, 52% of people who hit the jackpot die within the first year of them hitting the jackpot. 52%. So, one out of two. So, both of you, if you hit the jackpot, one of you will die. In, it must be. <laughs> do, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, Take out or clear your mind, read your mind of those delusions, and let's let's do real things that bring wealth. Now, wealth creation is is governed by certain laws. That's what I've been talking about over the past. Wealth creation is God. It's it's very mysterious. It's very mystical. That's why not a lot of people are rich. So if you if you go out there and you are looking for rich people, it's not like every one in every two people, one of them is rich. No. I mean, how many of you are rich? Uh-huh, by faith. Yeah, because I don't see your riches. Do you, do you, do you understand? Uh-huh. So it's, it's very mysterious. You don't know how people become rich. But it is governed by so many factors and so many things that end up making people rich. I want to show you something. Research, it's in this book. I just want to show you. I want to read it to you. Then I'll start preaching. Amen. Now, somebody studied ethnic groups in the world. Ethnic groups in the world. And their average household income. You know what the average household income is? The money you have in your home. Alright? The money that you earn 
in your home, whether monthly, that's what we call the average household income of different ethnic groups in the world. Okay. Now, they use an average of 100 as a way of measuring. Okay. Now, different ethnic, you know an ethnic group, different groups of people from different places in the world. Good. So, the lowest out of a, out of an average of 100, you have people like us. When you go to um, America, they say people of color. That is you and I. To put it in a generally acceptable term, black people. Out of 100, black people have 32. Now, this is the lowest, unfortunately. 32. Now, Puerto Ricans, Puerto Ricans, they are like Hispanic people, but they are not really Hispanic. They are from Puerto Rico. They have 63. Then you have Mexicans. Next is Mexicans. Mexicans have 76. The average is 100. 100 is good. Okay? Mexicans, Mexicans have. So if you have a Mexican friend, start getting in touch with a Mexican friend. Then, West Indians, they have what? 94 West Indians. Then, Filipinos. Filipinos, it's also an ethnic group. Filipinos, they have 99. Then, what's this? Irish, the Irish, the Irish, they are not British, they are Irish. The Irish have 103. 103. Then you have the Anglo-Saxons. You know who the Anglo-Saxons are? Those who speak English. Those who speak English. <laughs> Anglo is English. Okay. Saxon. Anglo-Saxons. Those who speak English. The countries that speak English as their main language. English. America, Britain, all this English-speaking countries, Anglo-Saxons. <laughs> and also, it also includes like it's, it's Europe and all those people. So, they have 107. Then the Germans also have 107. Then the Italians also have 112. The mafias are in the mix. Then the Chinese have 112. Then the Polish have 115. Then the Japanese have 132. Japanese. The Japanese. They have 132. An average of 132. Then the Jews. They have 173. In any community. In any community, the Jews are the highest income earning people. Yeah. Even here in South Africa. You go to Cape Town, you go to the beachfront, most of the houses there belong to the Jews. Yeah, most of them. You go and check either Jews by birth or people who have become Jews. May you become a Jew. I said, may you become a Jew. Now, how can you become a Jew? By doing what the Jews do, those who have 
were not born Jews, yet have adopted being Jews. They, what, when they say they have adopted being Jews, what have they done? They just do what the Jews do. It's as simple as that. They just do. They just behave like the Jews. That's all. May you become one of them. Now, one of the guiding principles of the Jews is tithing. It's so fundamental. Tithing. Tithing. It is perhaps the most fundamental thing in all the things they believe. Tithing. Jews believe that they must be rich. Christians believe that Christians are not sure whether they should be rich or they should be poor. Because sometimes they think poverty is piety. You see, and they think being rich is a problem. Jews don't have that problem at all. They, they, they said, look, our father is Abraham. Abraham was rich. We must be rich. Our father is Solomon. Solomon was rich. We must be rich. Our father is who else? David. David was rich. We must be rich. It's as if they don't have any argument with anybody that being rich is a bad thing. Now, one of the things that the Jews believe in is tithing. Now, how does tithing make you rich? How does giving away 10% of what you earn make you rich? Because you are trying to accumulate wealth. So, giving away cannot make you rich. How many of you agree with the simple mathematics? You have 100, then you give 10 away. You are left with 90. Is 90 more than 100? Then you have become poorer. Is that not so? How many of you agree with me? I agree with myself, though, that then you have become poorer because 100 is more than 90. But how does it make you rich eventually? It's very simple. Tithing fulfills a fundamental law by which God provides for us, which is the law of sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. This is the most basic and fundamental way that God has provided God has provided for human beings and God himself instituted it it was not instituted by the Americans sowing and reaping it's the oldest way of gaining anything, you sow so farmers sow why? because God has put in everything a seed every living thing God has put a seed in it and that seed has the ability to bring forth fruit, which also have seeds in them. Hallelujah. So it's like it's a cycle that God has set on earth to just go over and over. So you have the fruit. Instead of eating everything and eating the seed, you take the seed out and the seed is your tithe. You take it out and you sow it. When you sow it, you are ensuring that the next harvest, harvest time, you will have another fruit which has another seed in it. Now, when you decide that, listen, I can't really, I don't, I don't agree with what they are saying. So, I'm going to eat the fruit and eat the seed. When you eat the fruit and you eat the seed, what you are saying is that next harvest time, that's God's system. So when you pay your time, you are actually following the law of sowing and reaping. In Genesis 8, the Bible says, while the earth remaineth, 22, seed time and harvest time will never cease. God said, for as long as the earth is there, anything you have to do, you have to do. 
God wanted to fill the earth with human beings. He created only two people. Now, the two people, he put in one of them a seed. Meanwhile, he wanted to fill the He had, today, the world population is supposed to be 7 billion. China, India, Indonesia alone have 3 billion. I mean, I mean it's a wild thing. Half of the world live in China, India, and Indonesia. Now, God talked about 7 billion people in the world. And he decided, I'm going to put 7 billion people in the world. But I'm going to start with one person. And that one person, I'm going to put a seed in him. That person was called Adam. So he created Adam, and he put a seed in Adam. And then he created Eve. Then he said to them, replenish the earth, fill it. Let the earth be full. Now, if you were there, you'll be thinking, if you want 7 billion people, why don't you put 1 billion and even tell them they're failing? Look, seeds, eh, you have no idea what a seed can generate. But God knows it. That's why God sets it in place. But Adam, one by one, one seed at a time, one seed at a time, today, we have 7 billion people in there. 7 billion people in this world. Yeah, 7 billion. From one seed, one seed, one seed. So you you'll be thinking, really, how can my tithe ten percent? I mean, my tithe is even not much. My money is five hundred rands. My tithe is fifty rands. You are showing so that when the time for the harvest comes, there will be another fruit in which there is a seed. Bible says God ministers seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Listen. All of us, I'm so glad God uses seeds. Because there are some things that are not attainable, we can't get. You can't find. But as for a seed, everybody has a seed. And I'm talking about money. I'm not talking about any, I'm not saying go and bring me mangoes, go and bring me pineapples. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about money. The Bible says God gives seed to the person who sold. There is nobody who doesn't have a seed to sow. There is nobody. And as I am not working, there is nobody. Then, look, if people are there who don't have seed, then God must be very wicked. To give a standard where you cannot meet it. She can meet it, she can meet it, she can, but you cannot meet it. That's what we call discrimination. But God doesn't discriminate. So he gives something that everybody has. Everybody has. You don't give because you don't want to give. I say it again. When you don't give, it's because you don't want to give. It's not because you don't have. It's not because what? You don't have. It's because you don't want to give. You don't pay your time. Not because you do not have. It's because you do not want to pay your time. Because as for God, he will give you seed. He will give you seed. I was talking to a group of people during the week and they were like, oh, on Sundays we don't have offerings. I said, well, the reason why you don't have offerings on Sunday is because you don't want to give an offering on Sunday. But if you wanted to give an offering on Sunday, you will prepare for it. Because Monday you have money when you go to school. Tuesday you have money. Wednesday you have money. But so, Sunday, my parents don't give me money, but your, your, your seats were given to you during the week. During the week, and if you had planned to give it, 
Judah in preparing for it. That's what Paul said to them in Corinthians. He said, tell them to prepare an offering. An offering is prepared. You don't, just, you, you don't just put your hand into your pocket and suddenly there's money in your pocket. Are you a magician? Suddenly it's like, when they say, take out your offering, so abracaboom, beam, la la, beam, then shoom, 10,000 rands or 1,000 rands. No, no, you're not a magician. You have to prepare the As I'm here, the offering I'll give today, I've prepared it and I've brought it to come and give it. I prepared, I took, when I, when I was coming out of I know that you, you are offering. You don't buy amakwenya, you don't buy anything, you are an offering. When I get to tell you where I see that, I'll show you. I'll show you. But it's not like, when they say, take out the I just said, I just said, Lord, by a miracle, let there be money in my pocket, and I pull it out. Money, no, it's my ID that's in my pocket. Why? Because I put my ID in my pocket. That's what is there. No amount of prayer will make money appear in your pocket. You prepare for it. Oh, the pastor is not powerful. He has to pray for me. The money appears in my pocket. Then I give. The, then I, I don't even have to pray for it. I have to take the offering basket and pray over the offering basket so that the money comes into the offering basket. Because even if the money goes to you, it may not come. It may not come. The way 10 rounds can come from you, how can a thousand rounds come from you? Then if there's a certain power like that, I take the offering basket, I say, Father, my God, my God, I feel an anointing. I feel a strong anointing in this house. Lord, let this bag be filled. The boom, the bag is full of money. I think it's easier. Even I may not even use the bag. I just mention the bank account of the church. Say, let the account be full. Because if we put it in the bag, maybe as we are going... Because I didn't pray for it to come into your pocket, you may try to rob us on the way. So straight into the bank. Straight into the bank. It doesn't happen like that. God already gives you seeds. It's each opportunity. You get a seed. And when you get a seed, you have to realize that this fruit I'm holding, this 10 runs I'm holding, this 20 runs I'm holding, some of it is a seed and some of it is the fruit. Some of it, Bible calls it seed. And then bread. He said he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So some, once you are eating, any time you eat, it means you have a seed. Because those things happen at the same time. Are you eating today? Are you eating today? Will you eat today? Then you have a seed. Will you eat today? Then you have a seed. Will, will you eat today? Will you? You will eat. Then you have a seed. I said then you will have what? A seed. So when it's offering time and you don't sow, what is the what is the reason? You don't wanna. You don't wanna. You just don't wanna. Because the seed and the bread, they come together. In Pastor but I only have food that my mother, my mother bought for me when I, that that when that food was being bought, the seed and the fruit were all put together to make the food for you. Yeah. And I went to shop right there. I did my groceries for the week. Your seed was in the money you were using for the groceries. But because you didn't want to show it. I mean, imagine your mother gave you, how much do they give you guys nowadays? No, no, no forget about Nasfas. I'm talking about your mother. Or anybody who gives you them. You have 500 for groceries. Imagine that you needed to buy Something, maybe a shoe, hundred rands, 
but you know that nobody will give you the money for the shoe. And they gave you 500 rands to go for groceries. That's where you sit there and you start calculating how to be able to buy groceries worth 500 rands and still save 100 rands from 500 rands. That's where you work it out. Okay, instead of buying milk, buying Cremora, two box or one box, you know what? I'm going to buy one box with my roommate and we are going to share. One bag is for one bag is for How much is Cremora now it is? 38 rands. So I will pay 19 rands and my roommate will pay 19 rands. So that's my first 19 rands for this, my shoe project. Then you write it at 19 rands. Save. Then you take the next thing. Look, instead of buying tin fish, tin fish that has four fishes inside, I'm going to buy tin fish that has three fishes inside. And I'll say, yeah, that, you, how, how many of you agree with what I'm saying? That is the same way. If you are determined to give, that's how you start thinking. That's why people, when people get up and they say, as for me, I don't have anything. I look at them and I laugh. I look at them and I laugh. Look at the hairstyle on your head. Was it free? Yeah, even your brush cut is not free. How much more this hairstyle? How much more? Look at this, this hairstyle. It's more free. Then, then this one. Even cheese cup is not one of the things that really amazes me that people pay money to get cheese cup. It really amazes me. When I'm sitting at the barber and somebody comes and they say, Oh, cheese cup, I, I just think to myself, Oh, this one will be free. Then when they finish the cheese cup, they have to pay. Then they pay. I look at 30 rounds, 40, 50 rounds, and say, Hey, this cheese cup is expensive. I can call my children to do it for me. Yeah, so my children can easily get a job. Get jobs as barbers. Cutting only specialists, teach called specialists. So imagine this one that is so intricate, they've gone too deep. I don't know whether it's a rope, is this your hair or is hey, Was it made and brought to be affixed to your head or they made it on your head? Hey, it's not free. But when it's time to do your hair, one way or another, you find the money. One way or another, you find the money. When the oh, the nails, my God, acrylic, um, chrome. Last time I came here, you told me there's acrylic, there's chrome, gel. When it's time to do gel, you find the money. Meanwhile, it's not like you don't have nails, so you have nails. God has given you nails. All you have to do is to put some paint on it and highlight it. But we say, no, we have to do acrylic. Sometimes you do that thing, it's so stylish that you have to take a picture and put it on your status. And it costs money. But when it's time to give, don't know, we don't have we don't have anything. Now, how many of us realize that if you don't give, it's because you don't want to give? It's because you don't want to give. But the side effect of that is that you break the law of sowing and reaping. Quickly, as I close, let me show you a few why, why sowing and reaping, or, or a few laws about sowing and reaping. Let me just read a few of them: five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them to you, and then we close. 
Number one, how many of you want to activate sowing and reaping in your life? Number one, you must plant something. How to activate the law of sowing and reaping? You must plant something. You must plant something. The Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wood fall to the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Now, if you are expected to reap the harvest, you must sow something. The day you don't sow anything, you reap nothing. You must sow. If you don't sow and you reap, you are a gift. I say it again. If you don't sow and you reap, you are a thief. Because whose harvest are you going to reap when you have not sown? Whose harvest? You have not sown anything. Yet you want to reap. You want to reap from where? Whose garden? Whose farm? From who? Whose shop? Do you want to go and reap from? You have not sown anything. You want to reap something. So the first thing is that you must sow something. Tell your neighbor you must sow something. You can't come to church on a Sunday and not sow anything. Hey, pastor, ask me, we are very broke. We are so broke. Look, without sowing, you will not reap a harvest to get out of that broke life. It's as simple as that. Life, you see, let me tell you something about life. Life is designed such that what you need to survive Let's say if you need 7,000 rands to survive, you will only be able to earn maybe 5,000 rands. So every day you are in the red. Every month that passes. And that is you are surviving basic level of survival. Not that you are being extravagant. Not that you can eat pap, then you say, I'm going to eat Chinese. No. Basic level of survival. Like, I mean, as in, you eat, you have your pap, then. You eat it with an egg instead of meat. Or sometimes by faith. So you draw the meat on a paper, then it's here. Or you go on your phone and make a picture of meat. Then it's here, then you are eating, then you are believing by faith. The meat is entering into your stomach. You need 7,000. So every month that passes, you go into the red. 2,000, 2,000. Then you are going deeper and deeper. Without a supernatural force to blow you out, you will never get out. If you like, go home and ask your parents. Many of you are young. If you like, go home and ask your parents how they survive. You go and see they go everywhere. Everywhere. Why? Because what they need to survive and what they get, they are not in tandem. They are not. So you need a supernatural force that blows you out of the negative into the positive. That's why you must lose Number two. Number two. Number two. You must plant in a good ground. You must plant what? In a good ground. You must plant something. But when you are planting, you must plant in a good ground. It's not every seed that grows everywhere. You can't, you, I mean, go to Nigeria and see if you can find an apple tree. 
Or go to Ghana and see if you can find an apple tree. There are no apple trees in Nigeria. Because apples cannot grow in Nigeria. They cannot. Not because Nigerians are bad. The, the soil in West Africa is red. It cannot grow apples. It's not because Nigerians are bad. So when you are sowing your seed, you must find a good plan. The Bible says, a sower went out to sow. And when he sowed, some of his seed fell on stony ground. Some also fell amongst thorns, And some fell on a good ground. When your seed falls on a good ground, it brings forth. Many of us are sowing in places that will not bring any result. I'm sowing in the ANC to not bring any result. I'm sowing in the in, 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 in Sasko, no result. I'm sowing EFF, no result. I'm sowing the no result. I'm telling you, you need to sow in a good ground. This church is a good ground for you to sow your seed. It's a good ground for you to sow your seed. If you can't sow your seed here, I don't know where else you can sow your seed. And I don't know where you will sow your seed that will bring forth. You have been sowing your seed for many years in many places. Up to now, we can't see the result. I said, hey, Pastor, but you don't know. Where are your houses? Where are your houses? Where are your riches? We can't see. You have to sow your seed in a good ground. Number three, it says, you must plant a large amount of seed. I'm talking about money. I said, I'm talking about, don't go and bring me bad seeds. I'm talking about money. You must sow large amounts of seeds. Why must it be so? Because sometimes when you sow your seeds, some don't grow. Some don't bring forth food. Some don't bring forth food. It says, but remember, if ye give little, ye shall get little. A farmer who plants just a few seeds will get only a small crop. But if he plants much, he will reap much. This is Second Corinthians 9 verse 6. If you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. That's it. Large amounts. Do you know how a human being is made? Do you know how a human being comes? I mean, when a man and a woman have intercourse, and the man ejaculates. And the man ejaculates. That is the seed. You see, when the, when the sperm is going there, the sperm has, look how much does it have in 40 million what? In one mil of sperm. 40 million of one million, four million, of semen, yes, 40 million, 40 million spent in one mill of semen. Yes. One mill. And on the average, how many mills do we ejaculate? Five to seven mills. Okay? So let's use five. Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? Five. So when, when when the male ejaculates, there are five males, an average of five males 
of what? Semen that comes out. Now, in one male, you have 40 million spells. So times five, what do you have? 200 million. And they all go. Where, where's your baby? Thank you. You are here with your baby. Where's your baby? Yes, this beautiful baby. This man ejaculated to my God. My God. Two hand, look, I think I'll close with this point. My God. He ejaculated 200 million spells. That is, we are using the lower, which which is to say, he's not even that powerful. That's what, so if he's powerful, seven. But you, because all other things being equal, let's use five. So 200 million, I've not seen you. 200 million at one shot. Bam! Now, maybe we need 200 million sperms to fertilize the egg. So, that's what we need to have. Let's go and find out from the doctor. How many of you want to know? Doctor, out of the 200 million sperms in the thing, how many do we need to fertilize the egg to make the baby? Oh, no, you are joking. Say it loud. Why? No, doctor, you didn't finish school. Are you sure? Only one. Only one can penetrate the egg. So why then do we need 200 million? Is that not a good question for an answer? Because if we need one, then maybe it should be ejacul- it shouldn't be ejaculated. Just come, he just passes by the place there. But 200 million, and they are all going to the egg to make a baby. And the baby is the result we are looking for. The baby is your breakthrough. That's the result we are looking for. But 200 million Why, why, why? Doctor, tell us. Why do we need 200 million? Why? Tell us. Okay. Uh, the, the process of fertilizing an egg is very complicated. <laughs> Please, give me some juice. The process of making... Well, it's very complicated. Doctor, go on. Uh, firstly, there is uh, that fluid, the semen, when it leaves the man, mm-hmm. it has to clot, meaning it has to become thicker and then liquefy. Okay. So it, helps in so it has to become thicker. Hmm. So May your seed become thicker. Don't worry, they are taking a video. You find it on YouTube. You can get it from there. So Let's go if it delays. Just listen to the web. After that, go on YouTube. You will see it there. So if it delays to liquefy, mm-hmm. it means that very few will actually enter. So a little delay, some of them will not enter. That's why we need 200 million. For the ones that are slow, they don't move very fast. So that they don't enter. But at least, there's enough. if it's only one and it's slow, it will not enter. If it's only five and five of them are slow, they will not enter. And secondly, once they are inside, they have to move in a forward direction. So they must swim. So if they are so when they around, get into wherever they must get into, they have to swim forward to the target. You get it. Now, how many of you realize that some swimmers don't swim only forward? Some of them go to the left. Some of them go to the right. Some of them even start swimming backwards. Some of them say, ah, 
Why is everybody going forward? Well, I don't feel like some of them are deviants, what we call in life deviants. They don't want to do what everybody is doing. So let's go to them. Some of them are also mavericks, but they are wrong. Deviants are people who don't follow laws. Mavericks are people who excel in things. But sometimes you can excel in the wrong thing. A good example is Osama bin Laden. Can excel in the wrong thing. Some of them are also mavericks. Then they go in the wrong direction. Doctor, let's go on. So if you actually look under the microscope, you will see others just staying in one place. Ah! Some of them just stay in one place. You are supposed to swim to go in forward. Though. Some of them, when they can, they say, look, I'm not ready to swim now. So we are, some of them are in night clubs having parties. Some of them are fooling around. Some of them are watching Chelsea versus Man United. That's what they are watching. That's why you need about 200 million of them from the West Coast. So, so far about 100 million has died. Those who are not, did not enter. Those who are not going forward. Those who are just playing around. <laughs> Some of them are busy WhatsApping. They are just WhatsApping instead of going to the target. They are just, doctor, let's go on. Some of them, like you have those who are actually swimming forward, but at a slow pace. About 20 million of them, they are swimming forward. Though. Now we are left with only those who are swimming forward. But 20 million of them are, so, are too slow. Too slow to move fast enough. Okay, and what happens when one enters the, the egg, then others cannot enter? The egg only has space for only one. So it's like all of and and so many even those who are swimming for so many of them die on the way. See, so many of them don't make it. They are going forward though. They are doing the right thing. Some are going too slowly. Some are going fast, but some of them even die. And then only one is able to enter into the egg, into the egg. And once it enters into the egg, that's it. Nobody can enter. Nobody. Everybody they just die. So as you are here, you are here because an average of 40 million people could have been here. You alone came out. You started the race with about 40 million. That's even if it's just one mil. So if it's five mil, you started the race with 200 million people. And you, you were the one who managed to get to the end. You are a natural born champion. Before you came into the world, you have already won a race. Yeah. You don't need to win a prize in school to show that you are a born champion. Just by entering into the death, it means you beat about 200 million people who started with you. And you beat all of them and you came out. You came out. Yeah, you came out. You were strong. Some of them were going to be males. Some of them were going to be females. But you were stronger than all the boys. And you were stronger than all the girls. Yeah, you were stronger than all of them. So one, only one enters. Give me my microphone. And only one. My God, my God. That's why. So perhaps that's why a lot of us have even sown seeds, given offerings, but we have not read much. The reason is that we give when it comes to giving. Look, when you as a pastor, when it comes to giving, that's when you see monies that don't exist. Money, money is that don't exist. Ten cents, one cent coin. You see it in the money that when you go, you see in, in London the five. Oh, even even let's not use London. Let's use here. You see five cent coins. You see usually they throw it. They just they don't use it for anything. 
When you take an offering, that's when you see five cent coins. Five cents coins. I have I have a, a jar in my house where I put in all the coins that are not silver. If you are not silver, you go into that. So fifty cents, twenty cents, ten cents, five cents, all of them I put them in that jar. Many of us have these things in our homes. When it's time to give an offering, and you go there and take fifty cents. Say, God, you deserve 50 cents. Now, when you sow 50 cents, it doesn't even enter. 200 million, only one will survive. How much more when you sow only 50 cents? Only 50 cents. Your seed must be in large quantities. Number four, some of your seed will not survive. We have just seen it now. Some of the seeds you sow will not survive. It doesn't mean you shouldn't sow, you must sow them. Because you need to sow a certain amount for the ones that might survive. Some of them do not survive. Some of them don't survive. Number five. Five. I think five is a good number for a Sunday. You have come to church and you go home with five. Yeah, some will not survive. Some will also be lost. Did you see in the illustration that some of the seeds got lost? They were they were going the wrong direction. To be lost means to go in the wrong direction. Some of them get lost. Some of them get lost. Even the preaching I'm preaching is a seed. I'm preaching. That's why we preach every Sunday. Although the one we preached last Sunday, you have not obeyed it yet. Because it's not all that will bear fruit. It's not all that you will obey. So we keep preaching and keep preaching and keep preaching so that the one that will bear fruit bears fruit. Yeah. I mean, I've heard so many, so many sermons, so much preachings. I don't think it's all of them that has born fruit. But the one that has born fruit is what has put me here today. If even one of the messages bear fruit in you, you get something great out of it. If one of your seed bears fruit, you will get something great. You will get something great. This man, 200 million, only one brought forth fruit. And that one that brought forth fruit is the baby that we have that we move around. It's a baby girl that we move around with. Yeah. He's, this baby is a champion already. I think you should even call the baby champion because the baby has overtaken two. He, look, she started a race with 200 million other options who were trying to get there first. But she got there first. She over, I'm sure some of the big boys were pushing her, but she won't give it. Some of them were pushing some of the fat girls on the way. They were using their bum to push her. Don't come down. But she jumped over them. Yeah. Well, picture 200 million people, you are all running to one target. Look, the one that comes out is a serious overcomer. Serious. I'm sure some of them were hungry on them. They said, Look, this race is useless. I'm hungry. I can't run again. So many of you, when you are hungry, you stop doing what you are supposed to do. But this one said, I'm hungry. Guys. The target is to get to the egg. I will get to the egg. May your seed get to the egg. I said, May your seed get to the target. So that it will bring forth this fruit. Folks, as you can see, I'm not out of word. I'm only out of time. So next week we'll continue. Stand to your feet. Let's share whether next week. Next week we continue. Yeah. Sowing and reaping. How many of you will sow from today? You will sow from today. You will sow. Bible says, in the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, withhold not your hand. Sow your seed. If you don't learn to sow, 
as a Christian, and one of the things that ensures that you show all the time is your tithe. It's your tithe. That regularly you are sowing. Regularly, without fail, you are sowing. So that when God causes rain to pour, it will pour on your seed. That it will bring forth. Lift your hands and just pray. Say, Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Holy Spirit, help me. This is why we prayed for the Holy Spirit at the beginning. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to sow my seed. Help me. Help me to pay my tithe regularly, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 Lord, help us. Let every seed that every seed that has been shown through your word, let it bring forth fruit. Let it bring forth fruit. Let it bring forth fruit, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands, let's pray, Father. Thank you for every hand that is lifted up. Help us. Let your word bear fruit in our hearts. Holy Spirit, act upon the word and let it bring forth fruit in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. And as we sow our seed, let us reap our harvest in due season. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Say a nicer Amen. You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Please pray with me so that I can go to heaven when I die. The Bible says, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent his son so that you and I will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Today, that everlasting life is on offer. It's available today. You want to go to heaven when you die, every eye closed, every head bowed, you want to pray. Please close your eyes, you want to pray. Close your eyes, you want to pray. You want to go to heaven when you die, every eye closed, please. Every eye closed. With every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift your hand softly where you are standing. I'll pray with you. And say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift your hand. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Farley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078 038 2166. God richly bless you.